0: Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. Wow. What a game for the Ravens. They win 19 to 17 in Detroit on Justin Tucker's record breaking 66 yard field goal that ripped out their hearts and gave me life. <laughs> gave me life. Garrett, how many times, how many times you've watched, have you watched that field goal? Be honest.
1: I'm probably around fifteen to twenty. Fifteen
0: to oh, twenty. I'm oh I'm I'm fifty plus. Fifty plus. 50 plus. Oh probably probably at least twenty five in the hour afterwards. Uh and then, you know, after watching Sunday night football, crawl on the bed, you know, check the email one last time, pull it up. Ah, you know, I'll watch it again. Watch it again. <laughs> then then you watch it once. Couple more times. Then you're like, well, I gotta get the other angle. So then uh-huh, you watch every uh-huh. angle again. So that was another dozen or so, a couple dozen. So I'm probably fifty plus. Okay, okay. I mean, it was
1: remarkable. Alright, let me ask you this. When he goes out there to line it up and it's sixty six, he he already hit the sixty one yard of there. First of all, I think that Justin Tucker is forever in Detroit fans' nightmares. I mean, there's no yes. question about that. <laughs> I think I think the only solace that Lions fans can take in it is that the Ravens only play there once every 8 years. So that's like yep. the good news for them. Otherwise, yep. they would just be Justin Tucker would be like the most hated man in Detroit.
0: Uh, well, I I have a I have a neighbor who uh I'm in my fantasy league with here in the neighborhood who's a Lions fan and he just texts me he goes "Untucking believable."
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that'd be a good caption on a tweet. Um, but uh so yeah so so it just was remarkable um but I, I will be honest when when it's when the when he's lining it up and i was down on the field which mm-hmm. was just a wild perspective of the whole thing and how it unfolded oh yeah and it's pretty epic it was epic it was really epic and when he's lining it up it was tough to tell exactly where he was on the field and so i don't know i'm like how long is this thing i mean <laughs> like it's what? What is this? A seventy-yard field goal? Like how long is this field goal? And and I'm like, I guess that's the only option. And, and it reminded me, actually, you know, you asked Harbaugh earlier in the week about the sixty-one-yarder, and he was like, "Well, it wasn't really much of a decision. We just kind of had to do it. That was sort of the right. only option at the time." And I was like, "Well, I guess it's the same scenario. Like, are you unless you're just going to heave it to the end zone? This is probably your best bet." And it it takes off and I'm like kind of willing it, you know, trying to will it into past the uh, crossbar. And when it hits, it, w- it was wild because I know a lot of people on TV, when it hits, you couldn't tell necessarily right, right away, like what happened from where I was standing. It bounced way up fast and it actually hit the net after hitting the crossbar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know, man, just like the pandemonium of the whole scene and the moment
0: was was wild to see unfold. Were you the guy who ran out on the field and fell down? I I saw saw that. That That was not me. That was not me. I'm (laughs) switching. When I saw that, I was like, like, oh, yeah, 50% 50 chance that was Garrett. Just ate it. Nope, not me. Running onto the field in celebration. (laughs) Not me. That was not me. Um, (laughs) We won't name names. There's some theories out there. Yeah, there are theories.
1: There are theories, but I am not one of the theories. I'm (laughs) fleet-footed
0: um yeah I mean I was in Detroit for the 61 yarder and that press box is in the rafters isn't it oh it is up there oh yeah it's up oh there. my and and I just remember being like what like that was crazy I can't imagine what it was like on the field for a 66 yarder I mean
1: I mean I think wild. The, the thing that was crazy for me was like I really believe that there was like a genuine level of shock amongst the players like I think that like yeah. everyone's like well oh, he's got a shot you know but like Everybody was just like, did that really happen? Did that really happen? Like I can't believe that he made that. And and Lamar Jackson was when he found Tucker post game, that was kind of what he was saying. He was like, did that just happen? Like did you really do that? And they spent some time talking after the game. I thought it was pretty cool. You know, Justin told Lamar basically, "I'm we we're with you always. Like we're with you always." And and Oh, that's cool. And Lamar to to Tucker basically was saying like I said, I can't believe that happened. Like just just true shock at the the magnitude of the kick, the distance, the situation,
0: all of it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Watching on TV, I was like, as soon as he hit it, I was like, oh, he got all that one. And I was like, and it's straight. It like if if you got distance, it's got it, you know. And then when it hit, I just started laughing. I think I just started like like uproariously laughing. I mean, it was it was probably like the fourth time I threw my laptop. Of, on the day, <laughs> I'm shocked this puppy's working this morning because Hollywood almost had to buy me a new one. <laughs> Hollywood almost had to get me the new Dell. Right. <laughs> um, Cause, Oh yeah. Um, well look, I yeah, mean, I, I mean I, the, the situation, I mean, honestly, like, like you said, the situation is what's kind of crazy is that, I mean, I, I, I was thinking my frame of mind was, this is one of the, one of the worst losses, regular season losses that I can remember in Ravens history. I mean, in terms of just like not really a great team that you're going against had had, I mean, I tweeted that I lost fingers to count how many times the Ravens could have put them away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was onto the toes. Yeah. You know, and just absolutely a game you should have won coming off of the chiefs win, you know, like it was just, Oh, going to be so bad. And to go from that to, I mean, and when it's fourth and nineteen, I was like, "There's no, there's no way." There's yeah, just, yeah. Fourth and nineteen. There's just Th- that's damn. there's no way at that point with no timeouts and what twenty some seconds. Was, no way. Well, that's what kind of does get
1: lost in like, of course, Tucker deserves all the credit for making that kick. No right. question about it. But the fourth and nineteen throw to Sammy Watkins to keep the game alive. Yeah. Was I'm not gonna say equally as impressive, but it was really impressive, and yeah. three games now. Lamar Jackson has led the Ravens on fourth quarter go-ahead drives. Of course, they lost to the Raiders, but Lamar led him down the field and took the lead late in that game with, what, under a minute left. Came back from 11 points down late in the game against Kansas City and then leads this remarkable drive against Detroit uh, to win that game. So Lamar deserves a ton of credit for the way he has played late in games. I think that was kind of a – that's been one of the – I don't know, the knocks on him. Can't come from behind, uh, in those types of situations. Well, he's done that consistently now through the early part of this season, and I think that bodes really well for this team long term. The other thing that I'll say too And that was
0: a throw. That wasn't that wasn't like Lamar took off no, on a of long course. run. Yeah. That was just a frozen rope. That was a rope to Sammy in the perfect spot. The you know the Lions like watching that playback because that, that was the other one last night before I went to bed. I was like, let me watch the fourth and nineteen throw. Yeah. You know, like I got to—I didn't appreciate, like you said, I didn't appreciate that as much as I should have in the moment. And like I went back and like the Lions looked like they were in heavy, heavy prevent, which understandable, but like they just didn't even defend it like very well. Like they—it was like they would like had thought they already won the game. The same with the kick. Uh Like did they even come after that kick really off the edges? Like, I I mean, I was just kind of surprised.
1: Right. I mean, that's a tough kick to try to. It's a dangerous. No, kick that's to try a to, perfect kick to block. I, I mean, you hit it in a low trajectory. Middle. Yeah, but then all of a sudden you, you rough the kicker and move it up fifteen yards, and then you're kicking a just well, Tucker sure, chip shot. Sure, but, like but, I don't think you can assume that the guy's going to make a sixty-six yarder, and you got to bring the bring the house to try to stop it around the edge up the middle. Sure, going to be low. Um, no, I, I think that like the, the one thing that's wild right now is where the Ravens are two and one. You can make the case they should be 3-0. and You can make the case that they should be 0-3. And that's just kind of yep. how it goes in the NFL. And if you're going to be a team that has success and wins a lot of games, you're going to have some like this. Like, you're going to have some that you're like, uh, either had no business winning, can't believe you won that game. And it doesn't matter. Like, of course, there's issues to figure out. There's things to work through, but it's a heck of a lot better to be able to do that after a win when we're sitting here talking about how many times we're watching the game-winning historic kick. Like that is a much better way to work out your issues rather than coming oh, back sure. from Detroit and trying to and trying to uh, you know nurse your wounds after losing a late lead in that game.
0: Oh yeah, I mean a win is a win, right? They all count the same. We can roll out ten more cliches here. But it's they're all true. You know, I mean, when the Ravens are, are fighting for a playoff spot late in the year, they're going to look back on that Detroit win and say, man, it's a good thing we got that one. You know what I mean? And uh, that can be, be the difference between going to the playoffs or not. And uh, it, it, it is just wild. I mean, I can't think of three straight Ravens games that were this wild yeah. in a row even in the playoffs, nothing. I mean, just just crazy finishes. I don't know. I might need a heart transplant by the end of this Seriously. season. Seriously, if this continues. Seriously. I mean, like even like
1: <laughs> you, you know, you, you bring up like the playoffs, like think about the Super Bowl run in 2012. The Patriots game wasn't particularly close. The Colts game wasn't of, particularly close. Right. Uh, Super right. Bowl and the Mile High Miracle war, were um right. but uh but yeah, these three straight games. It's just like every single one you're thinking and also like in this game you're thinking like at a certain point like all right they're going to pull away they're going to put this one away it's just gonna, and then mm-hmm. and then the door just left cracked open and then the lions came back and then all of a sudden they've got the lead it was reminiscent of vegas in that way um mm-hmm. in that like you had the you had the the two score lead and you just couldn't put them away and let them hang around right. and then right. you find yourself in this exhilarating End of game situation, which.
0: Well, the whole game. That game. This game was terrible to watch for 58 minutes of it. (laughs) More than that, 59 and a half minutes. I was just like, like I said, I was like, oh my gosh, come on. Yeah. You know? For fifty nine and a half minutes, that was one of the most unpleasurable games, Ravens games to watch that I can remember. But you get that, a lot of you that get I that incredible
1: remember. you get that incredible 30 seconds to end the game. Seriously, so seriously. It's all worth it.
0: That that one bad. <laughs> it's a slow that burn. Slow burn. burn. Oh my goodness. I mean, all right. So let's 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 talk about some of the uh, the issues here that need to be resolved moving forward. We'll start with Hollywood Brown. That was the obvious one. Three three catches or three drops. All three might have been touchdowns. Yeah, um, double whammy for me because I have Lamar and Hollywood on my fantasy team. <laughs> no one cares I about mean, your stupid fantasy team. That's okay. that's fifty points left on the board nobody, right there.
1: Nobody cares about your <laughs> fantasy team. Um, but yeah, look, I think here, here's my take on Hollywood. It clearly yesterday was a. Uh, it, it got into his head, you know. After the first yeah. one, yes. Um, the third one was just a really give me. The second one. He had beaten the defender. He'd done the hard part. He was running free and had beaten the he defender. Yeah, the yard, step and a half. And I think, I think that clearly it got into his head yesterday. After the third drop, he looked sick to his stomach. John Harbaugh talked to him. A number of guys talked to him on the bench. And Eric DaCosta did. And you could tell that that was, that was weighing on him, certainly, in that mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Now, I also I tweeted this during the game yesterday. Now, he didn't have another catch. So he, he, didn't, he didn't get the redemption story yesterday. But the last yeah. time he had a game like that was, and this one was worse, but a similar game like that was against Cleveland last year on Monday Night Football. And then he came back with the unforgettable game winner in that game. So I'm not like, I, I don't think that it's, I think that he can bounce back from this is what I'm trying to say. I think that he mm-hmm. certainly can recover from this. I think he's a confident guy. But for whatever reason yesterday, it got into his head. And, and you don't like to see that happen obviously so yeah like I I don't know what you do like I don't think it's like a get him on the jugs machine like the guy can catch the guy's got he
0: has good hands yeah it's not a hands problem it's it's a heads head problem right you know and and the the thing was last year before that Cleveland kind of touchdown catch was I mean he went through a stretch yeah two to three games where where he had a couple drops per game you know um so that's what he's got to avoid this time He, he can't let it Bleed into multiple games. You you just got to put it behind you, and I, and like you said, I think he can, but he's got to prove that, you know. And and um, I I don't right. It's not a Jugs thing. It's just he's got to make a few catches, and it once honestly, like once he makes three straight, it'll be done, mm-hmm. and, and he'll be fine. Right. And, you know. The, yeah. the good news, like we said, is guys getting open left and right. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lions were committed to taking away the Ravens' running game. They they were devoted to kind of trying to hem in. Lamar Jackson and and shut down the running attack and wide receivers are running free. I mean, that's the thing. As long as uh, if they're going to do that, this Ravens offense in this iteration, the next evolution of the Ravens offense is you have to be able to beat them when they commit so many resources to stopping the run and the Ravens receivers and Mark Andrews were beating them. It's just, and Lamar Jackson was putting it on the money just they didn't make the catches.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I know that kind of the, I don't know, the conventional wisdom here would say, alright, get Hollywood an easy one. Get him a, a screen early <laughs> mm-hmm. next week against Denver just to get the jitters out. And sure, that's fine. I think that you could go that route, and maybe the Ravens do go that route. But I honestly don't think that, to me, I, I think that it's he needs to catch a big one. He needs to catch a, a, an important pass. because uh, I, I kind of disagree. No, I think, I think it's Just, just give him, nope, him a couple. Nope, because on those passes it was in the air a while. It was a but especially the second and third one. They were in the air a while. Enough time to time think, to about, think it. about it. Yes, exactly. To, it's right. not a screen pass. It's not a screen pass. He had time yeah, to yeah. think about it. And I don't, I don't think he like needs a, a game winner.
0: One. I don't think he needs like a game winner. But I agree, it it can't be like a five yard slant. I, I think like it yes. has to be a deep pass.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying it needs to be a game winner, but it can't be. A, it can't be <laughs> the the, right. the screen to open the game on the second play for three yard. Right, game. right,
0: right. That's right, right. not. I, I would I would agree with the
1: that. hurdle that he needs to overcome.
0: Right, it's it's the long one where he's got time to think about this thing coming down and, and making that grab. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Sammy Watkins almost ended up on the uh, the the wrong list, a list you don't want to be on for not getting out of bounds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for the, I was watching that back and I was like, what, dude, you, "What are you doing?" I know, I know. Yeah,
1: that was that was wild too. I mean. He's trying to make a play, but yeah, you just got to get out of bounds in that situation. Get out of bounds, kill the clock. Getting four extra yards is not worth the extra twenty seconds burning off. I'm office.
0: not sure you got four extra. You might have gotten three extra, two extra.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I watched that back. I was like, I, oh he, got he, Tucker, he got all he needed. He got all he needed. Yeah, exactly. That's what Sammy's that that saying. Last
1: lunge. That's that what Sammy's saying right now. I fought for those extra yards, and I got exactly what we needed.
0: <laughs> See, no joke. One one foot. One foot uh, shorter. Yeah. Wouldn't have had it. Might have been six inches shorter. Might not have had it. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, it would have been. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) would have been. Um, Then, you know, the Ravens' defense, I think, you know, the first half was great. Shut the Lions out in the first half. Jared Goff wasn't doing anything. I mean, it was TJ Hawkinson completely handcuffed him. Jimmy Smith, it was great to have him back. And then... DeAndre Swift gets going and the linebackers just had problems covering them. You know, the defensive line was shorthanded already because of COVID. I mean, the Ravens were without three of their top four defensive linemen. Yeah. (laughs) Brandon Williams, Justin Matabike, and Derek Wolf all out. It's Calais Campbell's the fourth guy. I mean, you talk about COVID almost biting the Ravens, like, on the D-line. Almost got him on that one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so... The defense obviously has to to tackle better. That was a point of emphasis from John Harbaugh after the game. It was something that Wing Martindale talked about it last week. Uh they have to have better tackling. Um so I don't know how you the the issue with that is mid season, it's not like you're strapping on the pads in practice, you know? Yeah. Um I, I'm not sure what the easy fix is for that. Well, this is kind
1: of along the lines of this question that we got. Uh, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. It's not just about the tackling, uh, but it's about kind of this this notion of not being able to put a game away um, and finding yourself in these uh, nerve wracking late game situations says, hey guys, it's Aris. He was hyped for Legatron's big field goal today, but he can't help but wonder about how the Ravens' first few games have played out so far. Two wins have required somewhat, something of a miracle to secure. um, And the loss, there seems to be a trend of the offense leaving some points on the board and the defense only being able to control the game for the first half. So his question is, is there one major component to a complete game that the Ravens are missing or trying to figure out? So is it... Is it tackling on defense?
0: What do you think it is? I mean, on defense, it's been, it's funny, you know, I mean, against the Chiefs, it was the second half, the defense was really strong, got a couple three and out, or a couple stops, I don't know if there were three and outs, and the turnovers, two turnovers, interception, forced fumble. So, you know, Wink Martindale last week was like, if we take the, uh, you know, the first half from the Raiders game, the second half from the Chiefs game, put them together pretty good, you know, now you've had uh, the the flip side, you know, the second half, the Lions kind of started getting on a roll. I, I mean, probably I would have to say tackling has been the, the biggest issue for the defense. Here's what I'll say overall. I don't know. I, I, I don't know where the Ravens are going to finish this year. How good, how far they can go. You know, we were counting them up, sizing it up last week, <laughs> right after the Chiefs win. After that, when you don't, you're not really feeling like it's sizing up mode. Right. You know, um, I don't know how far they'll go, but I'll tell you what, just the resiliency, the, the, you know, they talk so much about trust, faith, those things after this game. Like the Ravens are building something, right? Like they're building something special. And you kind of get the feeling after that Detroit win, like something, Something special going to happen this year, right? You know, like what's well, like the mile high miracle. Like st- it's like a mile high miracle.
1: Hey, diddle, diddle, you know, right. game that you're like, oh wow, never should have won that. And then you look back, and if you're telling the, the story of the 2021 Ravens team, of course, this is right there. It, 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 yeah, you know, the first paragraph.
0: I mean, because you, you just all the injuries, obviously, has put this team in a precarious position. And then you have on top of it going into this game, you lose three of your top four defensive linemen put on the COVID list. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about shorthanded. Holy cow. Yeah. This team has been dealt every bad card in the deck and then still find a way to win. Like that's character building stuff. And that's kind of what I'm speaking to. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if the Ravens have enough players that aren't injured and all that. Like, I, I'm not positive that they have the horses to, to, win it all. I'm I, I don't know TBD. Right. But I do know that like they're building something like that team chemistry, all those intangibles that it takes to win a, te- a championship. They're building those 100%. And the resiliency, the, all that, the facing adversity, all that stuff, like they've got it.
1: Yeah. And I, 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 I do think this year is showing it. It's tough early on the first month to really tell who's good in the NFL like, oh yeah!
0: Like the Steelers, who thought the Chiefs would have two losses the, at this point? Yeah,
1: the Chiefs have two losses. The Steelers beat the Bills in Week One and then lose back to back games, and including last yesterday to the Bengals, where they they got kind smoked, of, kind of blown out basically. Um You know, the Packers lose bad, bad week one. Now they've won the last two games and come up with their own thrilling victory over the 49ers, who everyone thought was so good. So, like, it's just—there's a lot of that going on right now, and it's tough to determine kind of how great every team is. Um, But I still believe, as I've said before, that this Ravens team is one that I— think is going to win a lot of games, go to the playoffs and then from there we'll see what happens. All right, we're going to take a quick break and give you our final thoughts on this game and also look ahead to next week's game against Denver.
0: Sunday is right around the corner. Draft your lineups now to feel the sweat with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the Baltimore Ravens. Life is more fun when you have skin in the game. Download the DraftKings app to check out all the action and daily contests. New users, enter code FLOG when signing up to get a special offer. That's code FLOG and get a special sign-up bonus. Eligibility restrictions applies. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, one more thing I want to talk about here, Garrett, is the Ravens' rushing attack. Now, let's start with the positive. Okay, They're on the cusp of breaking another NFL rushing record. You know what that one is? I don't. I feel like they've broken so many NFL rushing records over the past
1: three years that they all just kind of run together. So what's, the, what's next on the okay. line here?
0: So the Ravens have now rushed for at least 100 yards in 42 straight games. That's the second longest streak in NFL history. Pittsburgh ran for over 143 straight games from 1974 to 1977. So one more 100-yard game in Denver, and they tie the record for most consecutive 100-yard rushing games. Okay? Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. That's that cool. I mean, that's, a, that, that's a pretty good record. Yeah, Ra- Ravens barely got over it, 116 yards against Detroit, which was surprising considering they entered the game with a not particularly strong run defense. And what was more surprising is Tyson Williams did not get the podcast bump. Yeah, I know. Our guy... Our guy did not get the bump. Five carries for twenty-two yards. Latavius Murray had more carries, seven for twenty-eight. So what do you make of that? Of of Tyson getting, you know, yeah. the second most and Lamar had seven carries for fifty-eight yards. Yeah. So what do you make of that situation?
1: Well, it is interesting. Um the Ravens have been pretty clear all along that they're not gonna have a, a lead dog, especially after all these injuries that it, that's going to be a rotation by a by committee by pr- approach. Now, I have thought that Tyson would probably be the the leader of that committee. and I've liked what I've seen from him. So I was surprised to see him get less action this week. I mean it just it caught me off guard a little bit. It seems to me like the Ravens really do like Latavius Murray and also like with Murray, it's not really a surprise to see him getting a larger share of the workload as he goes along. Like for the Raiders game, the guy had had two practices. So I, you kind of expect him to get a limited amount of action in that game. Right. So he's just kind of, they're putting more on his plate. But yeah, I, I mean, I like Tyson Williams. And so I would like to see him probably a little bit more, you know, five for 22, 22, Latavius was seven for 28. That's four yards of carry. Tyson was 4.4 yards of carry. So it's not like Devonta Freeman got three carries for eight yards. Three for eight on Freeman, 2.7 yards of carry. I think that the Ravens, based on what I can tell, they think that all these guys are are maybe kind of similar. They like Latavius' ability to be the hammer, tough guy to tackle, can fight for short yards. Freeman is often used in in third-down situations. The other wild card here is if we ever see Le'Veon Bell, you know he's been on the practice Mm -hmm. squad, hasn't been activated from the practice squad yet. Who knows? Is he going to play at some point?
0: I feel like they're getting Le'Veon in game shape. You know, I mean, he wasn't in anybody's camp. Uh, He wasn't in anybody's program all summer long, and I feel like the Ravens' their outlook with him is. All right, let's let him get a bunch of practices under let's like put him through a, a training camp. No, sure. it's not really. I mean, in season practices are not like a training camp practice, but let's give him an extended runway here and get him in football, good football shape. And if we can get Le'Veon Bell, you know, anywhere close to what he used to be, yeah, we'll act we'll bring him up and activate him. But like that's kind of just uh a, a bonus. He's like this like wild card that if it works out, great, if it doesn't, okay. Right. So
1: I just like moving forward. It's tough for me to, to kind of tell who's going to get the the biggest workload in this backfield. I'm starting to believe that it's going to be Latavius Murray. That was the case yesterday, and I feel like he's going to get more action than Tyson Williams. Mm-hmm.
0: That's what it seems like to me. I don't think it's going to be a drastic difference. I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be a 50-50 split. I also wonder how much they like the veteran in a loud road environment versus the you know, essentially kind of what is a rookie Tyson's in his second year after P squad last year, you know, big situation, high stakes, loud, all that stuff. Maybe they just kind of like the veteran a little bit, right. Uh, You know, ball security reasons, maybe I'm not sure, but it seemed like that was the game plan. Like Tyson, it wasn't like, it wasn't like the Raiders game where Tyson was hot early. And then they, in the second half, you know, just went with Latavius. Yeah. Um, it was seemed to be a pretty even split if not a little shaded towards Latavius from the jump yeah yeah i think that i mean it's not like there was anything in this game at least from what i saw that like
1: tyson did that they were like all right we got to go with the veteran here like right there wasn't he didn't get enough action to like have a moment like that so i agree i think that was the plan moving going into the game and i i think it may might be the plan moving forward but i don't think just to reiterate, I don't think we're ever going to find ourselves in a situation where one of these running backs is getting eighty percent of the carries. That's just not no. how this team is operated, and I don't expect that to be the case at any point.
0: Um, I mean, I, I don't know if JK, you know, JK Dobbins, even when everybody was healthy, JK Dobbins might have gotten sixty-five to seventy percent, you know, with Gus. I think the bus would have been saying, you know,
1: I should right, that. yeah, oh yeah, probably
0: closer to sixty <laughs> yeah, percent, honestly. The bus would have gotten Matt, he like forty
1: percent. Um, just real quick, this week is Denver undefeated. They're undefeated. Um, so I don't think that there was probably, uh, you know, when we do the old game, win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. Yeah. a lot of people probably had this one as a, you know, you chalk it up as a win, but Teddy Bridgewater, quarterback, they're playing good football. They just had a big win over the Jets. They uh, shut them out. You know, it's not like the Jets are a great team, but uh, Denver's playing well. So by no means is this one that you should just, you know, chalk up as an easy win by any stretch of the imagination.
0: Right. I mean, Denver, and we talk about the Ravens approaching uh, the rushing record. Denver's second best rushing defense in the league right now, only giving up 59.3 rushing yards per game, second to the Carolina Panthers. So, you know, that's the Ravens' strength, obviously, is running the ball. They're going to need to to throw it, and they're going to need the wide receivers to catch it. Uh, to beat the Denver Broncos in mile high. Here's my question. Does Justin Tucker set a new record? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> thin air. Thin air. Can he go 67? I, 68? He might. He might. I mean, I, that's going to be a storyline this week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I remember one time I forget this was several years ago, where you know he did the the, the classic question of what's the longest you could kick a field goal, and he was mm-hmm. basically like perfect situation Denver. He had something crazy. It was like eighty or something win, like that. Win at your back. Win at your back. No, it wasn't eighty. It was, it was like seventy. It was, it was like ninety yards. Um, <laughs> but well, maybe we'll see. it. Maybe we'll see a new record uh, this week. All right, you want to before well, we go? That's what,
0: well, Pr- Matt Prater, the guy who yeah. held the, the record previously, sixty-four yards, was in Mile High. Now that was in December. I think it was December. It was late in the year, so like it's usually cold. Ball's a little harder. Like It's a little harder to kick late in the year, so give Prager credit for that, but he was in mile high also. mm -hmm. So I think Tucker in early October, Denver. We're going 70, baby. We're going 70.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, before we go, do you want to hear the thing that was actually more impressive than Justin Tucker's 66-yard field goal? Oh, yes. This was the biggest... Storyline to come out of yesterday's game. The biggest surprise—it <laughs> was your guy. I, think I know what you're talking about. Your guy, <laughs> Clifton Brown. He Clifton. pulled off the ultimate miracle. The, Justin Tucker's 66-yard game winner was just the opening act for Cliff post-game. Let me right, tell give me you the full story. Let give me, me tell the full you here, story. All right. So for listeners, travel's a little weird this year, so we're not necessarily taking the team plane. There's a separate. Uh, team charter on the sales business side not the one that the players and the coaches are on okay and so this 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 bus is leaving basically we know game ends you got to hustle to the buses hustle to the buses and they're not right there on site you got to walk you know a few streets over and find the buses so it's chaos you know there's people exiting the stadium everyone's either really excited or really angry so But but you got to hurry. I mean, basically walked right off the field, did the interview with Tucker, and then and then hurry to the buses. Okay.
0: Oh, I know this routine. I had to carry your dang luggage after the the Vegas game to the bus. No, we know that our boss Michelle
1: carried the luggage. No, you didn't help out. That's what I heard. No, I heard you. I was carrying
0: up two flights of stairs. I I heard
1: that you didn't help out at all. So (laughs) so 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 anyway, I get on the bus. You're we're getting the content out. All of a sudden. Buses are getting ready to leave. Where's Cliff? Where's Cliff? Anyone seen Cliff? (laughs) Anyone seen Cliff? Michelle's (laughs) calling him. Oh, Cliff's still in the press conferences. The press conferences? (laughs) What do you mean Cliff's still in the press conferences? We know we got to be out of here in 10 minutes after kickoff. He's still sitting in the press conferences firing away questions and Justin (laughs) Tucker and John Harbaugh. So Cliff says, You know what? Buses go without me. I'll get my own way to the airport. So. We take off. We go to the airport. When we get to the airport, we got to go through normal security. You know, so it's like you got to go through normal security. It's not. So Cliff is, gets an Uber and he's going to the game, or he gets a cab. You know, he's stuck
0: in traffic. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say Cliff definitely doesn't have the Uber app on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: gets, he gets, and we're basically. I mean, at this point, I've chalked up Cliff as an L. He's he's coming back the next day. I'm like, Cliff's yeah. not making this plane. There's there's zero percent chance. So he starts to get close. So he, he's getting close. He actually takes a cab. All right, so he's getting close, and he actually gets his boarding pass from our head of sales, Kevin Rocklitz, who was kind of organizing this trip. So he gets his boarding pass. He's at the airport. He's going to make it. However, Cliff doesn't have cash to pay the cab driver. Cab driver says, I don't take car. I don't take cars. <laughs> so Cliff says, uh, okay, well, let me get to an ATM. Cab driver says, I'll drive you to an ATM. They leave the airport. (laughs) airport. He's at security. They leave the airport to go find an ATM. He goes to four different ATMs because none of them are working. One of them, one of them, was they had to unplug the machine from the wall because it tried to eat Cliff's card, and they had to get his card (laughs) out of the ATM. So, he goes through all that on his fourth one, gets the money, pays the guy, hustles through security, finds some nice Ravens fans in line who let him cut to the front of the line, goes through security, sprints to the to the plane. We're I mean, we are locked and loaded, ready to go on the plane, and then Cliff comes on, sweating after a terrible hour of trying to get to the airport and the whole plane erupts. It was louder than when Justin Tucker kicked the game winner. The plane went nuts. <laughs>
0: And that was the most miraculous thing to come out of Sunday's game. Oh, my gosh. My guy, Clifton. An epic story. Yeah. Oh, he must have sweat through that suit. Take that one straight to the laundromat. Yeah, yeah. Just th- th- that's throw that in the trash when you get home.
1: That's trash. Burn it.
0: <laughs> just burn it out. <laughs> Wow. Well, I'm sorry I missed it. I'm sorry I missed the moment, but that Cliff story, if I had been there, Cliff wouldn't have been there, and that's a story for the ages. It's,
1: it's kind of like the Tucker kick, you know? If the Ravens had just put the game away, then you don't get the 66-yard epic game winner. So it all works out.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. As always, you can email us at thelounge at ravens.nfl.net, and we'll be back with you later this week with a player. Thanks for listening.